Hello, all of you Bulletproof Marketer fans out there. It's your host, Christopher Tompkins, and you are listening to one of our classic BPM episodes. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Social Marketing Academy. I'm excited about today's show. Am I ever not excited, though? Yeah, probably not. I'm an excitable person. By nature, uh, we have my good friend, Nita. She is an absolute whiz at positioning. And right now, positioning is, is really, really super important if you're trying to set yourself apart from the pack in marketing and branding. Um, and she is also has a really awesome concept and she has this whole method on how you can be a category of one, which I think is such a good, good idea. I, I love positioning, so I'm such a nerd for it. So I can't wait to talk to Nita um, in a minute. I'll tell you a little bit more about her. Um, if you are just listening in or watching us for the first time, welcome to the family. The Social Marketing Academy is built to basically give you access to my network of experts. I'm connected with so many, I'm fortunate to be connected with so many amazing and talented individuals across a wide array of disciplines in the marketing and sales, digital marketing, copywriting, everything areas. And I want to bring those experts directly to you. So this is basically a, a free consultation um, that you can enjoy where we're going to pick the brain of an expert in a subject matter that you might want to learn a little bit more about. If you'd like to listen to some of our past shows, you can go to my website, which is gosalesandmarketing.com. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com. There you'll find all of our, on the podcast page, you'll see all of our past podcasts. Any guests that you'd like to actually meet and maybe use for a service, feel free to contact me directly through any of our social channels or our website, and I'll be happy to make a, a warm introduction so you could talk to that person about service for any reason. If not, there's a wealth of information that you can dive into. Also, we do have our uh, email newsletter that I strongly suggest that you uh, jump on called Bulletproof Marketer. Um, you can find it very easily on our website. It comes out twice a week and it is all of my team at the Go Agency. We are scouring the trends for you every single day. And we put the best ones in the digital marketing world into that email blast. So it's basically cutting edge uh, from start to finish directly to your inbox so you can keep yourself in the loop. But today I digress. I want to bring on my friend Nita. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Um, she's a top tier business consultant, mindset coach, and former Fortune 500 executive. And she has more than two decades of experience in marketing and business. Her consulting and coaching business centers around exceptionality, uh, a key factor in her own success, which is what we were talking about in terms of a category of one before. She helps coaches, consultants, experts, thought leaders, and service providers create unique offers that solve clients' problems in an innovative way. She's also the author of One to Millions Entrepreneur and host of the One to Millions Entrepreneur podcast. So make sure that after you give us a really nice review for the Social Marketing Academy, you go over there and find the One to Millions Entrepreneur podcast and subscribe to that. Um, she has um, a proprietary system, the Genius Offers through which she helps entrepreneurs discover the X factor, which is always what we're looking for, right? That sets their business apart from the rest. She has 
fantastic experience. I'm really, really excited for you all to meet um, Nita. We're going to bring her on right now. And um, she's going to tell us how to position yourself as the go-to expert pretty much in your own field. Nita, thank you so much for joining us on the Social Marketing Academy. Hi, Christopher. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. Um, I was just reading um, reading through the bio to the audience just to let everybody know a little bit more about you. Um, any top tier things that you'd like to tell our audience so they get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, well, um, yeah, my name is Nita and um, my career started around 20, 20 years ago. Uh, time flies. I started uh, my career as a brand manager in Fortune 500 companies. I worked for L'Oreal. I worked for Unilever. So I worked for four multinational, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And then after five years, I left and started my own business. So that was around 15 years ago. I got into the personal development world and um, just got into coaching and consulting and training. And so my passion is really helping uh, service-based entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, um, experts, and thought leaders become a category of one, basically building their own category and owning it and creating something that is so unique, providing a, um, an innovative solution to uh, serve their audience, their the clients. Mm, so that's okay. what And before we dive into that topic a little bit more, because I want to I wanna ask you some specific questions around the category of one concept. What, what, made, you, what made you make that change? Where going from the, this, these super large companies and, and being an expert in your field to making this um, transition? What triggered that for you? Well, I, I think like from the start of working in Fortune 500 companies, I really enjoyed some parts of, of what I was doing, right? But I was not cut out to be working in corporate. I believe that. I feel that I have so many traits that make me um, an entrepreneur. I love thinking out of the box. Mm -hmm. I love, I don't follow rules. <laughs> I always right. challenge rules. I always think of new solutions and new ways to do things. And so I think that when I was in corporate, I wasn't getting to use those strengths. Um, and sometimes I had to use my, some of the things that were on my, you know, weakness sides, you know, like uh, following rules and procedure and all those things. I was not good at those things. So I was always uh, thinking of new ideas, uh, new businesses to start. I actually started uh, my kind of business when I was at the age of 13. So selling stationery to my classmates. Okay. Um, and, and then I, I, I did, I sold a bunch of things, you know, I started several businesses, but my real business was when um, I quit corporate life for good. And and, you know, really became a serious entrepreneur. And the first business that I actually got into was a child development center. Um, and oh. I raised my son there. He grew up there in the child okay. development center. And that's where I discovered that I had this very um, strong passion for psychology and human behavior. And that's how I, you know, got mm. into this world of personal development and, and helping other people become successful. Okay. That, that's 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 really interesting. Um, and a lot of people do have that aha moment. I, I mean, for me too, I'm not cut out for corporate because I don't really love rules either. I, especially within my side of the business, if I'm looking at digital marketing and looking at, uh, there's 
there's there's almost a skeleton that you can follow in terms of how it would work. But at the same time, things are going to change all the time. So if you're constantly trying to change the rules to focus on being forward thinking, it's it's kind of limiting. Yeah, yeah. So let's go through some of the questions there. I, you know, knowing that you were going to be on the show, a lot of people sent some questions in for us to ask you. Um, one being, what are the key success factors towards building a successful expert-based business in the high-end segment? Speaking to your point of that category of one. Yeah, well, there are several elements there. First of all, I would I would say, you know, lots of people when they get started in their business are thinking of like marketing and let's do this and let's do that. Let's mm-hmm. run Facebook ads and let's, you know, be on 10 social media platforms. That's kind of like the obvious, right? And we, we that is a very important element of it. But what I get people to start to look at is the foundation and yes. like really think about the problem you're solving. Don't just like copy what everybody else is doing, but like, what is the problem in that industry that you want to help people? And what's the specific problem that people are not solving? There is always a problem. Like, you know, clients will go like, there's no problem. Everybody, you know, it's so crowded. So many people in this industry, so many business people, so many entrepreneurs, so many experts. But I said, no, there's always um, a gap in the market. There's something missing. Maybe it's a lack of quality. You know, a lot of businesses actually overpromise and underdeliver. So you want to look and you want to do your research and you want to even become a consumer in that industry and mm-hmm. and look for you know where is the lack of service where is the lack of solution and then you want to come up with a solution that is unique and innovative mm-hmm. right we know that companies if we just follow everybody else we will eventually die so we always have to constantly uh, innovate innovate the things that we do in the business, not just the service that we provide, right? We need to innovate everything, whether it's uh, training our employees to up level their skills and their mindsets and, you know, improving the, the process in how we work with clients and everything, right? In, in the company, in the business. And so really when people are looking to up, up, uplift their business from maybe they're selling a low ticket offer and they want to start selling high ticket offer. Basically, you have to change from the the foundation of the business. Mm -hmm. That starts with the entrepreneur, with the expert. You have to speak the language that speaks to higher level clients, right? Right. You can't be speaking about lower level problems because Mm -hmm. that actually speaks to lower level clients. So Yeah, you need to be answering questions. You need to be talking about topics that are really high level, appealing to uh, high level clients. And really, when we talk about high ticket buyers, they are looking for the final destination, right? They are looking for someone, someone that they know will get them the results. So really, money is not the, the main um factor for them when they are buying something when they're hiring an expert to help them they are looking for like who's the number one in this industry like just give me a name and usually it comes through referral you you don't google these things right you you find out from your friend or somebody in that industry that okay this is the go-to person this is the go-to expert if you're looking for this for example if you're looking for copywriting you have to go to this person if you're looking for social media you have to go to this person and like so that's why it's just so important for us as entrepreneurs to differentiate ourselves 
and provide something that's innovative, right? Because there are just so many players in, in each industry and everybody can call themselves an expert these days, right? Everybody sure. can have a Facebook page and website and, and just say like, I'm an expert. But as consumers, we have we have hired so many people. So we know that, you know, not everybody is actually an expert. And so I think having the foundation of, you know, providing really, really high quality services and mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. under promising and over delivering is the way to go. Uh, because mm -hmm. really that's, that's why your business started in the first place is to provide these services and expertise for your clients. And that is what is going to get you going and um, being ahead of the curve in the long term. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. And I would say that one of the problems that you might face when you're dealing with your, with your clients that you're consulting with that they are looking at the fun pieces of the, uh, yeah. of the puzzle rather yeah. than the hard yeah. development pieces because yeah. that foundation is holding a mirror to your face that's this close and really having yeah. to come to terms with what you're truly looking to get. Yeah. I, uh, do you find that that is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's tough for them? It, that's exactly what you said, you know. Um, it's like, especially when you're successful, you want to look at, uh, you know, the raving fans, you want to pay attention to what's going well in the yeah. business, right? You don't want to look at, well, you know, there's a leakage in the basement, you don't want to look at, at the problems and the challenges, right? So you, it's very easy for, you know, even seven figure, eight figure business owners to think that they're doing really well until they actually hit a plateau or until they find out that, you know, why are, why is the customer retention percentage really low or why is it getting harder and harder to acquire more clients? You know, um, I think it's almost like personal development, right? When we don't look at the, the pieces that we need to work on, that inner work that we need to do, we, we, tend, we wanna hide it, right? We don't wanna look at it. It's difficult, it's challenging us. And it, this is the exact same thing with businesses. They don't wanna look at it and it's a blind spot for them, right? Um, and that's kind of like what, what I do. I go in and poke holes and like, well, there's a problem here and what could we, do, you know, where can we do better? And I always say that it's exactly what you said. Uh, this is not fun. This is like not the sexy stuff. When I talk about these things, um, it's like, it's not a common conversation because basically we, we are not talking about the fun stuff. We are talking about like, hey, let's look at the foundation here. Let's really ask ourselves. I know, I know we're all successful here, but, you know, we can always do better. We can always mm -hmm. innovate. And we really have to be proactive with these things. And sometimes it's very easy for entrepreneurs to get lost in the everyday, you know, all the things that they have to do every day. They forget to sit down and think about these things. So I would recommend for every business to sit down every quarter with your mm -hmm. team and really brainstorm and think, you know, what, what could we do better? There's always things that you could do better. You know, whether yeah, I think you made a really you made a really good point too, Nita. That's something that I'd like to amplify is that when you're doing something right, you should remember you should know that you're doing something right, and you should know what delights your customers, and remember that, and keep doing that because yeah. I've seen some people enhance their service offerings or think that they were moving up a level, and then completely removing that piece and just not ignoring it and saying, oh well, they just loved us before; they'll love us now. It's important yeah. to retain things that work. Um, yeah. Now. One thing too, I would say that could be interesting is like when you're, when you're talking about creating that exceptional offer, whereas people were thinking like, well, you know, um, uh, 
why do I want to pigeonhole myself when I can, I can, I could offer something a little bit broader and then I can widen the amount of, of opportunities that I have. What, what do you feel is the main reason of the exceptional offer and what the value is? Well, when we talk about offers that are exceptional, there's actually 10, like seven, not 10. So I'm going to make up three more. No, there's only seven, <laughs> so there's seven things. First of all is it solves the seen and unseen problems for your clients. So the seen is obvious, but the unseen you have to dig for. You have yeah. to, uh, you know, really not just interview them, but get to know them and, and truly empathize with them. What is the problem that is holding them back, right? Um, and then you need to solve it. You need to solve both the seen problems, the unseen problems. Second is it has to create incomparable results, meaning mm -hmm. that, you know, comparing to everybody in the industry, you need to give your clients the best results. And then third is the ultimate customer experience, meaning from day one, when they start to work with you until the last day that they work with you. And even after they, they don't continue to work with you, you're still, you still have a relationship with them. So it's creating this ultimate customer experience where they feel that they're special and, and that you value them. And so many businesses actually do this wrong. You know, they're, they're just more focused on acquiring new clients. And after yeah. they acquire the client, they start to value the client less and they start to, you know, they just focus all the energy on acquiring more clients, which is great, but you need to, to deliver on what you promise to the client as well. Um, and then the fourth element of a, an exceptional offer or what I call a genius offer is speed. So speed of delivery. Uh, how fast can you fix the problem for your client? Because the longer they wait, the more uh, frustrated they become and the more opportunity costs occurs, right? right. So we want to fix it as fast as possible. And the fifth element is utilizes your genius. So every entrepreneur, every business has their own ultra genius, right? They're just like really uniquely great at something or a multi multiple things. And you really want to make sure that that is put into part of the offer, of what you offer to your clients. Like I, I do a bunch of things, right? But really what I love doing the most is ideation. It's my number one strength. So I know that I need to focus all my energy into ideating, I, coming up with ideas for clients right. instead of going and spending like 90% of my energy on, on other stuff that you know maybe other people can do. Um, so it needs to utilize your genius and uh, the genius of your team members as well. And then um, the sixth thing is employee. Uh, I have come across so many businesses that, you know, they have a really great uh, business model, their idea is great, and then they actually fail because of the quality of the employees that they hire, whether it's a lack of skill set, uh, lack of competency, uh, or lack of uh, a great mindset, um, and sometimes they're not uh, focused or client centric enough, you know, they, they, they are more focused on the sales instead of paying attention to what the clients want. Right. Um, and so that that's number six. And the last one is joy. So it needs to bring joy, your exceptional offer or your genius offer needs to bring joy because at the end of the day, if you don't feel joyful, 
and your team doesn't feel joyful in offering this service to your clients, it will, you will, like the clients will feel it. They will, they will feel it. And so if you're able to come up with an exceptional offer that meets all these seven characteristics that I've come up with throughout, you know, two decades of working with entrepreneurs and found that that is what makes an exceptional offer. And if you can tick all the boxes, if you can check all the boxes and you, you have this really brilliant solution that you can offer to clients, word of mouth, like people will talk about it and they wow. will get results and the results will talk for itself. Mm -hmm. and, and marketing is just so much, all of a sudden it becomes so much easier, right? And yes. PR, people will want to feature you. People will want to talk about you because, because you have this really special thing. And so I would really want to challenge everybody to go the hundred extra mile to have the exceptional offer. Mm -hmm instead of just having a normal offer, you know, and, and just following what everybody else is doing. It's just, it's just worth it. It is. And I completely agree with you because there's a lot of different, a lot of those elements that I, I've, I've begun to employ over the, the time of developing the team and the, in my agency and our service offerings. And, and if it's yeah. not, some, and over the years, it's kind of like, wow, there's other services that I can offer at my agency that are mm. complimentary and helpful to the client, but I hate them. And I and my team <laughs> hates doing them, and the clients yeah. always, are always really picky about them. But they make us tons of money. And then it got to a point where it was like, well, you know what? If I offer all these services, I can scale really, really quickly. But I'm going to churn clients and churn employees, and that's going to create drag for me. So, what success are we really building here? And yeah. it's like when I leaned into looking at the joy, like you mentioned, and what do we love to do? What can we have fun doing? What, what creates a win for the client, a win for my employees and a win for the agency overall? That's where we put our effort. And you're so right. It makes all the difference because yeah. I can talk to a client, a potential client and understand really quickly if they have the energy that I yeah. want to bring into the company. And yeah. because a lot of people say, well, you have the velvet rope policy and what's on your velvet rope policy. And mm -hmm. I said, I don't, I, I don't want jerks. I want people that are collaborative. I want people with an open mind and people that are respectful of our talents. And yeah. if you pass that, then we're happy to help you because we can collaborate with you as a member of a team. And I think that yeah. it is really important. And what you've said, Nita, is you should really just look at yourself and make sure that what you're offering is the best. And it does tick those seven boxes because each one of them has a different shade or nuance that is so important to making your life easy. Um, yeah. It sounds like, yeah. oh, it's such, a, it's such a hard process. Grow up. Everything's hard that's worth it, right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. I think it's, it's hard when you're crafting it, but once you have it, it's like, it's going to skyrocket you. You know, and I think that it, it puts you in alignment with you, yourself, who you are, what you stand for, your values, your team, and the type of clients you want to work with, exactly like, like what you said. And when you are in alignment, that's when you, you, you run really fast, right? It's when you have like this conflict in yourself and in your business that, that makes you kind of go slower, Oh, like yeah. you might be doing really well, but there's this conflict. It's almost like you're you're going forward one one step, and then you're oh, I'm not sure. I'm going back and forward. Yep. You know, there's this kind of conflict within yourself. Yeah. So I think this creating this alignment is super super important for business owners. 
And one of the things I always find as an indicator is if people need to really refine their offerings, make sure that it's kind of, it is what they really should be doing is if they're constantly looking over the fence and saying the grass is greener, or they're saying, Oh, I want to copy that. Or I like what they're doing over there. You can be inspired by your competition, but if your competition is what you're just copying in order to be successful, because that's what success is. You need to look at yourself and you need to look at what you're doing. Yeah. Because yeah, I find exactly. that with a lot of people, if we're if we're working with, um, if I'm doing some consulting work on the on the social or branding side, this is something that comes up quite often. Where it's like, well, this is the leader, this is, and I'm like, that's fantastic, that's aspirational, but who are you? You know, yeah. getting to that that offering. Um, yeah. One of the things that you mentioned, um, in something that I had read from you was um, using your superpowers. Um, how, how could you, how would, what would you say to somebody who wants to, that wants to kind of skyrocket their business in terms of using superpowers or personality types, values, that type of thing to kind of really take their business to the next level? Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit of a nerd on this topic. So I'm, I'm actually certified yeah. on, on several personality type assessments. So I'm certified on the cool. buyer's groups, the, if wow. you've heard of the MBTI, the six personalities. Um, I'm certified on um, the Enneagram, which is the nine types of, if you've heard, like there's, there's a peacemaker, there's a perfectionist, there's a helper, the achiever. Um, and, and then I do value assessments as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's tons of free value assessments that you can find on the internet. Um, and then there are the sort of those like interests slash passion tests that that help you discover what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. And when really like they're like jigsaw puzzles, when you put all these things together, your personality, their, your values, your interests, your strengths, your natural strengths, right? They all kind of form, they're like, you're looking for clues and you're being a detective and you're looking mm-hmm. for all these clues and like, what are all these clues pointing towards, right? So mm-hmm. like when I look at my my personality type, I share the same personality type as like Elon Musk and who else? Like Bill Gates and, and Albert Einstein. So they're all nerds. It, you, there's a commonality. Like we're all right. futuristic yeah. people. We're analytical. We like solving big problems. So once you have that awareness that, that oh, this is all of me, then you start to look for, you know, what am I supposed to be doing? What industry right. am I supposed to be in? What should I be solving? And you know, understanding all these personality types gave me so much insight into, into understanding myself. Back when I was in corporate life, I didn't understand why I didn't like corporate life. But mm-hmm. as soon as I understood my personality type, it was so obvious because like yeah. we're rebellious. We don't follow rules. We invent mm-hmm. our own rules. Of course, I'm not going to like corporate life. So I think that this self-knowledge, this self-knowledge is just so important and it lets right. you know how you can position yourself in the market. Cause somebody with like my personality type will have a certain set of strengths and somebody with another personality type will have their strengths. Maybe they're really good with people. Um, another person may be really good at creating, um, you know, a very creative person, for example. So even if we're in the same industry and similar type of business, because our personality and strengths are so, so different, that just that, that just differentiates us from, from everybody else. And right. so we really need to understand that, you know, all these elements and, and how we put them together to, to understand our superpower and what we're really uniquely good at. 
Yeah. Mm, I love that. Um, another thing that's really important, I think, going from what you just mentioned was kind of building that champion mindset. Um, mm. How can entrepreneurs cultivate that? Well, I think there are several things to do. First of all, you want to surround yourself with, with, I think, people that are smarter than you, better than you, more successful than you. Basically, you want to ask the question, is this person someone that will someone that will be aligned with who you want to be, be, become, you know, like when you look into the future, three years, five years from now, who do you want to become? Of course, we want to be better people. We want to become a better person, a better human being, more competent, better in our business, but, but eventually we want to become a better person, a better human being. Right. And so I would always ask my question, like this person that I'm about to form a relationship with, a long-term relationship with, whether it's a mentor, maybe it's a, somebody in the entrepreneur world, um, whether this person is aligned with my values and who I want to become. Do I look up to that person? Do I, you know, do we share similar values? Like in my case, it would be helping other people, making the world a better place, right? Mm -hmm. And I think surrounding yourself with these people is very important, building your power circle. As Jim Rohn says, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with, right? So being people that are more successful with you, more successful than you are, helps you see these possibilities of the great things that Mm -hmm. you can achieve and you can do. And I think what another thing to do is to get out of your comfort zone every single day. And look at your fears. Like, what are you fearful of? Write it down maybe and look at it. Because most of the times, I would say 99% of the time, those fears, it's you can deal with it. There's always a solution. If you write it down and you write 10 ways, like if this the worst case scenario happens, like what are the 10 ways that you can solve this? Mm-hmm. And you realize that, okay, it's not that big of a problem, but you're just like reacting from your subconscious and and Mm -hmm. our subconscious doesn't want us to deal with with something that's unfamiliar so i would say it's something that you can actually get used to if you do it every day every day just ask yourself what's something that you you tend to avoid what's something that's uncomfortable but you know is aligned with your goals and you want to do that thing every single day and then you just get used to it you just get used to getting out of your comfort zone Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and doing those difficult things. So I, I would say those are the two things that I would say. There are many other things, but mm-hmm. I think these two things are important. Getting into the right ecosystem and challenging yourself every day. Yeah. I, I love I love that. Now one of the, one thing just a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they're coming up or even established business owners, they do make the mistake of wanting to be the smartest person or the loudest voice in a room. And they also are, if something's uncomfortable, I'll hire somebody to do it. And I agree with you that that's not the way to go because um, guess what? You're not always going to be the smartest person in a room. So why not surround yourself with people that can enrich you? And guess what? Those people can also make introductions to other people that could help with your development. So yeah. I, I, I mean, I personally have grown so much using that method. And I think I always suggest everyone to do it or I'll invite them to like, we have different, um, there's, a, there's an agency owners, international agency owners meeting that we've cultivated with me and a few of my agency owner friends. And we all get together and we talk about stuff once a month. And it is just one of the most powerful things ever. It's, we're laughing, we're joking, but we're learning, we're helping, we're, we're, in, we're in, like educating. And I think yeah. that's 
so super important, but also don't just, uh, cause one of the things is, well, as you move up your success, um, whenever, whatever's uncomfortable, you can have somebody else to do. I think that's BS. I think that's total BS. And I personally don't want anyone handling my business that I haven't tried to do it first. So I know exactly what's going on and how that feels. So I could better manage that person that's handling it. So I I feel that just some people just be like, I'm just going to outsource. Outsource Mm -hmm. something. If you were looking for another opinion, you want to learn, you want to grow from that relationship. Not just like, I hate this, you do it. Because Mm -hmm. I feel that you have to know why you don't like it. You have to understand what you don't understand. Because for for us, like when we become strategic partners with our clients, they could have started off thinking that, you know what, we just want to hire you guys because I just don't want to do this. I hate it. Yeah. They start seeing the benefits of it and they want to learn more about it. And that's when they have that moment, that aha moment, it's like, ooh, this is so exciting because now I'm teaching you this and you're like getting really excited about it and used to hate this and now you like it. And yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's interesting because I mean, I, I find myself doing it too. It's kind of like, oh, I know that X is taking me so much time a day. I wish I didn't have to do that. So every time it comes up on my calendar, I dread it. And then it's, well, but this could be, let's look at this a little bit differently. Let's look at how we can make this a productive cycle, how we could add value. How could I get excited about this if I've changed it? And there are ways, like you said, you just, you don't have to go on a whole retreat and meditate and do mindfulness practices. You can just write a list on what bugs you and maybe find solutions to it. Um, Also, I do find that finding peers in similar situations, direct direct peers is a very useful thing um, in terms of helping you mirror yourself in a way that you can't sometimes. Yeah. Because entrepreneurs are very proud people. They're very focused. They're very driven. They're very opinionated. They don't follow the rules. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, self-contemplation is not a negative thing. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes when we're confident and we're doing well and we're competent, it's, it's very easy to overlook things and not see the blind spots. Mm -hmm. And there are blind spots. There are always blind spots. There are always things that we don't know that we don't know. And yeah, oh, yeah, having, having other people tell us and really thinking and having, that's why I think self-awareness is the, is the most important thing. You really have to have the self-awareness and, and work on, on learning about, about what you don't know about yourself, what you don't know about your business and just really challenging yourself every day. Yeah. I totally agree with you. So another thing, and like one more question before I let you go, um, Going back to an entrepreneur and speaking directly to them, how can an entrepreneur build a brand that needs no introduction? How can a brand build, how can a business build a brand that needs no introduction? So I think really when you become a category of one and when you have your genius offers, when you are able to provide that one thing that nobody else on this world can provide, like there's nobody else out of the eight billion people on this world, nobody else. I think that it, it brings a sense of fulfillment and you feel alive and you feel really proud and, and you're really doing a service and you're contributing to the world with this right. one thing. Yeah. And you focus everything, all your resources into developing this one thing and marketing and, and just in your content marketing, just talking about this one thing. 
basically mm-hmm. that's how you get to be known for this one thing and then you know that that's when you become a brand that needs no introduction because mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. everybody knows about this one thing that you do mm-hmm. and yeah. we were talking we were talking about earlier you were saying you know people want to get into the facebook ads and the funnel systems and things like that yeah those things are outfits that you can put on once you have your body ready. And it's, it really is. They are fairly off the shelf mechanical things that you can do. Um, and I really feel that the hardest part is what we're talking about. It's really finding out what that unique exceptional offer is that no one else is doing. What's your main point of differentiation that sets you apart from the entire pack. And once you know how to communicate that clearly with between one floor and an elevator, you can very easily go, I'm ready to market. Okay. Then there's all of the expert marketers out there. They're going to say, okay, well, this is the funnel that you need. You need this. And then you need your up and your bump cell and your this, that, and the other. Guess what? That comes after you figure out who the hell you are, right? So once you're able to figure out what your offer is, all of that stuff is literally gravy. The hardest part of the whole journey is that first step of introspection and finding out what it is, but it's crucial. It is. It is very crucial and it requires you to do the work. There's no shortcut. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the best part is, is that you're the only person that can do that. But when it comes into the marketing elements that you might not be an expert at, there's lots of programs that are available that you can walk directly into and just, you just chop and chop up your offering to make it fit. And then you're good to go, but it's hard to make something fit that you don't have fully baked yet. So it's, uh, it's really interesting. I love this. Um, I love the category.